Ladies and gentlemen, theys and thems, weavers of all races and subclasses, welcome to This Dungeon is Occupied. My name is Illidine, and together with Thorn and Bone Daddy as your hosts, we wish to help you as players and game masters, from the aspiring to the veteran, with questions, ideas, and interviews for your next tabletop role-playing game experience. Welcome everybody to This Dungeon is Occupied podcast. Uh, today is Steal Everything, part one. Now, to put a small explanation on this, is we're going to come up with a few ideas, two, three, depending on how long they take. And we're going to put a movie, a book, a song, anything out there. And we're going to bounce back and forth and try to come up with an idea for a one-shot, a campaign, and just show you how we go through our creative. Um, today is just me and Bone Daddy. Uh, Illidine could not make it for this recording, but I'm, he'll be there for the next one. So... Let's go. Let's do this. What do you think? You want to let, let's come up with this movie and you can let's do you got any dice handy? Any dice handy? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to go. Have dice yeah, handy. You got like give me a D6. Okay. We're going to do one, two is book. Three, four is movie. Five, six is song. Okay. Movie. Movie. Okay, so movie. So, and we're gonna do this. Do you, do you have a movie on top of your head? Um, I do. Um, why don't you tell me how we can adapt the Mummy movie into a D and D campaign? Oh, that's that's easy. The Mummy like, movie, and you know the Mummy movies in general. They're, yeah. uh, I mean, pretty much the same thing over and over again. But it's it's Egyptian based, so that's very easily uh, transferred into D and D. Uh, you could be have your adventurers come up to uh, explore a, a pyramid or a tomb, and then they could go in and find the canopic jars. Uh, you know, maybe have have a small fight with with the uh, with the beetles, like they do in the movie, where the beetles go after the guys. Uh, yeah, and to use to use those beetles, you can actually look into look at uh, Ben Rickman's guide to Ravenloft. To the, uh, to Ravenloft, yeah. there's yeah. a uh, they have a stat block for the beetles, so yeah, and they do swarm and they do a lot of really cool stuff with that. So that could be just a quick, you know, introduction to it. And you'll have a quest giver obviously try to get these canopic jars because they want them for you know the money, the power. You can make them magical, you can curse them, you can do anything you want with them. Personally, I would curse them. Uh, so you got the canopic jars, they go in, they get them, they bring them out. Maybe bringing them out, the curse, if they didn't check, which a lot of people forget to check for curses, or they don't have the ability to check for curses. Um, the, the canopic jars break open, and this the sand demon creature, you know, mummy, it could look like any kind of thing you want it to, comes out and goes off and starts destroying everything. And, I mean, you could have your your group your adventurers and that's what they're going after is to, to take off this this guy and it doesn't have to stay in the egyptian you know you could do it in any kind of thing you want really but it'd be good to start it with egyptian because if we're basing it on the mummy you know use it use anubis use any of the egyptian gods you want uh i think it'd be a lot of fun and you could watch the movies again and give yourself actual you can actually follow the movie exactly if you want to you could have the big uh, storms with the sand dunes, you know, coming over with the huge waves of sand and the face in the sand. You can do all that stuff if you want to. You can have the, maybe not an airplane flying, but a, maybe an air balloon, you know, that kind of stuff. 
I mean, you could do a plan if you want. Me personally, I don't. I don't tend to bring a whole lot of technology into D and D, so that's just my personal feelings on it. Yeah. But you could have it for one person. You could do this as a one shot, real quick. You could do it as a campaign. Yeah, I actually have some ideas. Um, Go for there's it. A mummy. There's a mummy stat block that um, published, of course. Um, there's the mummy rot. So uh, mummies have a very um, interesting ability that includes mummy rot that um, infects people that can't be like removed by traditional means. Um, you can definitely start the campaign with a quest giver. Um, I don't know what mummy we're talking about, what mummy uh, we're specifically talking about, but I am definitely talking about the Brendan, Brendan Fraser one, which gives you ten tons of like ideas for content. Um, you could start the campaign off with um, with a character similar to Evie um, giving you a quest to to escort. You can make an escort mission also. Yeah. To escort them yeah. to the to these like pyramids. And then um, you can also save a save someone who's supposed to be killed, like Brendan Frage's character. I forgot his name. Um, Frank, right? His name's Frank. Frank. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. A little, um, little squirrely guy. Yeah, no. Uh, that's the brother, but Brendan Fraser's character. No, I'm talking a little squirrely guy with the the mustache, the one that kind of whines in the beginning, in the very beginning that runs off and leaves him. Oh, that's right. And um, you can uh, you can save you can save like a similar character, Brendan Fraser's character, and get him to join your your quest, and he can become you can give him sidekick stats. Um, Tasha's guide for everything. Tasha's guide to everything. Tasha's cauldron. That thing, Tasha's guy. Yeah, that, <laughs> um, Tasha's, yeah, Tasha's cauldron. <laughs> cauldron um, has a great. Uh, there's actually a section on like um, on location based like things that happen. Like there's like infestation, a haunted place, but there's also like ele- like elemental um, storms. So you can use that for when the mummy like activates his like sand powers. Um, you can definitely do like the essentially you can run all of the mummy campaign on in a D and D like quest. Oh yeah, easily, like, easily. I was easy. I gave you an easy one, Dave. You did. <laughs> you gave me a really easy one. And don't get me wrong. If you don't want to use the mummy stat block, make your own. Yeah. Mix mix that mummy stat block with an elemental stat block. Yeah. I mean, you could really make this thing powerful. It depends on your levels of your characters. Um, just a, a caveat, I would say is don't try to shoot past your character's levels because you don't want to, you know, just one shot, kill these people. You really don't. It's most, most people don't like that. So, but make them powerful enough to where they don't want to exactly fight him in the beginning. Maybe make, if, if you're doing a campaign, maybe have him as, you know, Amun-Ra or whatever his name is, just. Himotep. Himotep. Yeah, that's it. Start sending like hunters after them maybe different mummies or ghouls or other creatures, you know, sand elementals, that kind of thing, sending them after the, after the group because they're after him. Maybe they have, um, maybe one of those canopic jars is, is, can only be used to defeat him. I mean, or you can have the book of the dead, um, be a key item of the only way to defeat the mummy, um, which would, which would work. Um, so, I mean, that that's, it could all work in your favor. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff you can do with that. There really is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so ro- roll the dice again. Uh, I got movie again. That's okay. Movie. Okay, let me let me see here. Let me let me do one for you. I want, and it's just passed. 
Halloween. Oh, I got this one. Um, <laughs> Bone Daddy's like, no problem. Let no me tell problem. you how this goes. <laughs> let me let me tell you how this is gonna go. Um, so you ha- you start with an urban legend. So like you you start the campaign off with an urban legend about like like um, a family that got like slaughtered by like this this um, by like a family member and like it, the same way that Halloween starts. Um, and then you have your players. Um, your players like around a campfire, like hearing this like tale, and they end up encountering a. It's like a. It's an instant. It's an instant encounter. They end up encountering this this woman running away from this like creature, um, and the whole the whole initial. It, it's like a great one shot. So the whole the whole initial thing is that like a mist rolls in. And she's like trying to get. She asked you to. She asked your players to defend her, and you're essentially creating this like another like escort mission, essentially, where she just wants you to get her back to her village. And um, your players start having the, this uh, these encounters with this creature. And there's a really cool thing in um, Van Rickman's Guide to Ravenloft where there's a slasher stat block. Like there's a there's oh, a berserker and there's a did slasher. Did not know that one. Yeah, there's a slasher, and the slasher nice. essentially has it's a very powerful creature. So the way I the way I'm thinking thinking you can run this is you can weaken the creature the for the initial encounter, have them fight the creature. Um, they're probably going to beat it, but it goes back into the mist, and the more you get, um, the further the more you get to. Uh, the village, the harder the creature gets, and so the boss battle is essentially a slasher at its full strength. Um, but the cool thing about that is, is that um, Van Rickman's guide also includes this thing for fear, um, and it and like fear rolls, and also cursed curses, like essentially like uh, curse curse traps, essentially. And so that would be the best. So have them roll. You give them the fear. Wanna, you give them a fear stat block. You have them roll on their fear. If they fail their fear, then they essentially have to role play it out, um, deal with like a essentially a curse. But it's just like a detriment to them. And as they get closer to the village, it's just harder and harder to get those fear saves. So that way, the last battle is a with the slasher at full strength, also with them being cursed. And it feels like a horror movie because you're it's the final battle with Michael Myers. Yeah, that's a real that's a real nice one shot. I think yeah. that would work really well for a one shot. I like the the whole escort to the village, escorting the the person, man or woman, to safety. You can make it a child and just really play on the heartstrings a little bit. Yeah, you can make it a child. You can also throw in like random psychic. There's actually <laughs> funny. Van Rickman's guide also has stop blocks for these things called survivors. And essentially, the survivors are um, the they have <laughs> they're they've essentially survived like a great horror, and like they you can run a survivor um, to like like a group of survivors that you encounter and just pick them off one by one to like really show like the horror of everything going on. Yeah. Okay, I got you, and that plays right along with any of the halloween movies where the the people are just picked off one by one around the the main character yeah exactly and you could also make it to to make it even harder than that 
um, to bring in like the final girl element, you you have to, for the last time you fight it, the creature in order to beat it has to be defeated by the survivor that you're escorting. Like you have to find, you have to make it, make it so that way she is able to defeat it. You could do that any way that you want. You could um, role play out like uh, scenes with her, like really like amp her up for that final battle, or you can buff her, give her items and stuff. But she's like an important aspect to destroying the slasher. And I would say that that a, a caveat to actually winning the the one shot is getting that that person that's asked for your help to the village. Exactly. Alive. Yeah. So, and you need her, and you need her in order to defeat the creature, which makes her important. Yeah. So I like it very, very much. Yeah. Look at me. <laughs> so, what do you think? One more. Yeah, let's do this. Let's okay. <laughs> Maybe you should roll. They're all movies on my end. Okay, I'll roll one. I'll roll one. Let me see. Yeah, this. I've I've rolled three movies in a row. Let me let me pull my dice out. What was it? It was movies, music, and it, it uh, was it was book one and two, movies three and four, song five and six. Gotcha. And I rolled a song. Oh, nice. Um. Uh, give me um, the I devil got one. went down to Georgia. Oh. oh, okay. The devil went down to Georgia. Okay, I can do this. Okay, so you have a bard. One of the characters in the campaign, it's, it's going to be a one-shot. Uh, one of the characters has to be a bard. Uh, and maybe a quest giver. It could be a quest. Let's say um, a tavern is, is in this town, and this tavern's fallen on some pretty hard times. And it's it's wrecked inside just completely wrecked and the, the the characters walk in and why is this place wrecked like this well i mean we have a devil that's been coming up here and has been partying and has been uh playing with all these other you know devils and demons and they've been making this you know wrecking this place every night and the only way they'll leave is if they lose uh, basically a, a battle of the bands could be a party of bards or it could be a single bard now, I mean, you'd, you'd want a violin if you want to stick to the song, but it could be a fiddle. It could be, um, you know, a lute. It could be any instrument you want. Whatever your bar is playing, make it that instrument. And you can say, like, at the, at the early part of the night, maybe this, this devil comes up. That's not the main one that's, that's doing the, the destruction. And you either have to, you could do it either as, you know, make up a mechanic for dueling instruments which would, I think would be kind of cool. Or when the devil comes up to get to him, that you have to fight his minions before you actually play the final thing. So for each level, and you could do, you know, four, five, six different devils. They don't have to be very strong. Have the weakest come up first, then, then tear it up and see how good your bard is. And the minions you can fight can be just little things. They don't have to be much. You know, they can be you know, lesser demons, lesser devils. There's could be, a lot of devils and demons. There is. In the, in the monster manual. Like you can choose from literally, like they do all do various different things. Like you can, there's so much to choose from with that to throw like benign, uh, benign devils over. Yeah. And then you can make the, the main boss of each level. You're obviously going to have to give them some kind of performance. Uh, you can make up homebrew your own. 
Uh, I'm I'm almost positive. If you look at D and D wiki or somewhere, you're going to find some kind of evil bard or uh, you know some performer that's going to be able to be transformed into you know a, a, de- a devil pretty easily. And you just have to have them fight each level, and it'd be more like a dungeon crawl. You yeah. know what I mean? Each level is going to be more like a dungeon crawl, and you can make it a caveat that the the patrons that are stuck in this bar because they can't leave. Once this starts, they can't leave. And you have to protect them. And that's the ones you're protecting exactly. before you actually play the the devil. So I I, I also like the idea of this it's similar to the the the, the song um, where you have to like help the bard defeat the defeat the devil, like in a performance as well. So yeah. you have to like creatively come up with ways to either sabotage to help perform to like take up instruments or like a variety of things to help with the performances oh the yeah and win i mean you could do like a whole party of bards and do like a battle of the bands oh that would work too which i think would be really cool mm-hmm. so i mean that that's that's a simple way to do well i mean the devil went down to georgia for a one shot yeah i agree I think, I think we can do one more your thing why don't you roll in it i'll roll it i'll roll it i'll roll it let me see i shouldn't have put my dice away <laughs> my dice favor uh, favor movies so let's get a more fair dice okay another song another song give me a song when i know <laughs> yeah that's everybody knows this inner sandman by metallica <laughs> <laughs> you don't know the song, do you? No. How do you not know Inner I've Sandman? Heard it. I've heard it, but I can't like I can't put it in my head through like <sighs> like um I I've heard I've heard the song and I know about it, but I let me hold on one sec. Let's see. <laughs> one, one second. You it's can't play like, it on the podcast, man. It's trademarked. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to. Um hold on, hold on. I'm you're looking up the lyrics, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem when you have people with different, you know, genre bases. <laughs> okay. Um, it's actually kind of a darker song. Yeah. Um, oh, that's kind of cool. I yeah. see. Okay. You want me to start? I would, no, I, so like the way I play this out is um i would do i would definitely do like a a god base campaign um i would let's see so the players would the players would essentially be given a chance to like they they come across like a temple essentially for like a god that they don't like know or like it's unnamed and they would be given the chance to choose between like being like through role play um, being good people, being bad people, like they like might desecrate the shrine, steal stuff from it. Like there's going to be a lot of opportunities for like gold taking and everything. But essentially, they're going to slight this like the the shrine's like god in some way, and they're going to go to bed, and they're going to rest, and they're going to be taken into the realm of a dream god, and that it's going to be like an adventure to get to the end as quickly as possible. Um, because in the realm, the dream god is going to put like trials in front of them to make them pay for like stuff that they've done. And 
um, in order for like to, to seek penance. So they're gonna be like trials, like we're gonna have to fight things. Um, you can use this to like really show like puzzles or you can um, essentially point out that like, um, point out a lot of like role play opportunities with this as well. And the, but the point, the reason that they have to get to the end as quickly as possible is because the longer they stay in the dream, the less, um, the longer their bodies stay comatose and eventually they will starve to death or they'll start to feel the effects of like, um, of exhaustion coming on them because they're not resting. And uh, you can also make it so that way, like days go by and like they'll eventually like animals will, will, will land on them or find them or people will find them. You okay, can do I, a variety of things. I gotta, I got like one up that maybe gotcha. once they step into the temple, they fall asleep and the whole thing's a dream sequence. That's true. But I like the idea of them being stuck in the dream and having to escape Yes, because their bodies will start to reflect the amount of time that they, that they, although they're the way that they look in the dream will start to reflect what they look like and the bodies are like, yeah, yeah, so maybe you'll have like a rat find them and like someone's like, what's that? And then they realize that like pieces of their skin is disappearing from like parts of their body. Yeah, you know, yeah. rats start with the start with the softer parts. So yep, yep. probably start with their eyes. Eyes, uh, stomach. Yeah, tongue. Yep. Well, that would that would that would be messed up, have your tongue disappear. Mm-hmm. Yeesh. Yeesh. Yeah, that could be a freaky one. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like that. Like the dream god, maybe that's the final battle to get out. Uh then it could look like, you know, the Sandman. I mean, they could look like literally anything. A dream god, a dream god, it can be like it's it's a culmination of dreams. Like it can, yep. it can take the form of anything. It'd be really fun to do that, like final battle, and have it take variety of forms and like turn into a Tarask. And then like, but like not like you don't fight like a full Tarask. It's like a weakened, a weakened version of a Tarask. But like it like shifts into various things that people are scared of. What about taking the 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 form most feared by each character? That's true. Or taking the form most feared by each character. It can have a you can give it a, an automatic shifting ability. Yeah. One that doesn't take an action that it can just shift into another form and then it gains of certain abilities based on that. It would be a lot to keep track of, but it'd be a really fun and a really, really oh, fun yeah. like encounter. Yes, it would. I like that. That's a good. That's a good idea. And you got that just from. See, that's that's what we're talking about. Is you can steal anything and everything. We're giving random ideas and random thoughts to just different songs, books, movies. I mean, you could build off of anything. That's the beauty of this game. I mean, yeah. it really is. And this won't be the last time we do this. I think we can actually do several of these. I like this. This this is fun. It was. Try to do Batman and Robin. Don't do mm, Batman and Robin. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> and the best thing is, is when you do things that do subjects or movies and, and stuff that's not has nothing to do with fantasy, has nothing to do with anything D&D related and just shifting a little bit. And it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's makes the, the ideas come a little little quicker. Uh, and I mean, you could do anything you want. So. That's the, the greatest thing about it. So when we say steal everything, we truly mean that from the bottom of our hearts. Yeah, we do. I Most of my campaigns are based off of horror movies that I had. If you want really great like ideas for like D&D campaigns, uh, Gilmore Thor just released his Cabinet of Curiosities, 
those are those are great horror fodder for you to, <laughs> to basically do campaigns on. They're like really good. Really, any any kind of gear of Toro, if you yeah. you've read it or or you know watched it, any of his stuff's really good for D anD. It's easy. Yeah. So thanks everybody for listening. If you're a Patreon, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Uh, and if you have any comments, if you want us to do more of these, please let us know. Comment below. Uh, send us an email at, at this dungeon is occupied podcast at gmail.com. Uh, this is just something that we decided to do. We kind of like it. So we'll keep doing them for a while. Yeah. And just remember I mean, steal everything. Don't forget to check your dungeons because this dungeon is occupied. Bye. What's up, Weavers of the Realm? As always, thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you haven't already, click that like button and subscribe or follow us on your chosen platforms. It goes a long way to help us grow. Uh, and if you liked the intro music that we just used, it was made with the help of The Hobby Hub on YouTube and Saturn Imaging Production Company. Uh, also, if you want exclusive content like NPC of the Week, Discord access, and behind the scenes, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash thisdungeonisoccupiedpodcast. And of course, the link to our merch store, social medias, and all the other podcast uh, platforms are available on our link tree in the show notes. Good luck in your games, steal everything, and have fun.